You are now listening to In The Trench. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Random Ass News, News within the, the trench. trench. For today's episode, we have quite a bit of stories, but I'm joined today by my co-host. Hello, everybody. Nicole. So things are a little bit different this time. She's not in the background. Finally. Mainly because we're back in our main environment, not in that cramped Zoom studio. Yes. To start off, though, I do want to say congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow for making it to the Super Bowl and beating... Patrick Mahomes and his annoying ass family, bro. We called it. We called it. And I'm going to make another call right now. Okay. We're going to go two for two. It's officially going to be the in the trench. What's the opposite of a curse? A miracle. A gift. In the trench. Miracle gift. (laughs) We'll come up with a better name. We'll come up with a better name. But um, I am calling right now the... Bengals to win in overtime. I'm going to say 28 to 24. The Bengals win. Wow, you're going specific? Yeah, I'm going specific. I'm going to see how how on point the Bengal, the the in the trench mystery gift is. Why would, would you do that? Because it was covering my pretty face. Right behind me. My body's obsessed with this thing. The fuck? Anyway, to jump right into it, we have a lot of crazy stories to get into today in random ass news. Thank you. All right, so I guess it just only makes sense for you to get started because you're new to this. For me to start? I mean, yeah, you can go give us your first story, Nicole. I thought this one was very cute, but very sad. So I just wanted to share with everybody. On January 12th, of this year Magawa dies at 8 he was a heroic rat that sniffed out landmines and helped save lives rip Magawa forever be in our lives the African giant pouched rat located over 100 landmines and explosives during his storied career in Cambodia uh, heroes comes in all shapes and sizes Magawa an African rat uh, trained to detect landmines was famous for his skill. During his career, he located over 100 landmines and explosives where the scars of past conflicts remain dangerously hidden in the ground. Nonprofit Apopo, which breeds and trains lats like Magawa, announced his death in a statement on Tuesday. He had turned 8 in November. And that's it. I'm going to cry. Well, this episode is officially dedicated to Magawa. <laughs> the hero we never knew we needed. On other news, there is a U.S. lab freezing bodies in hope of bringing them back to life. Um, I've only heard of this in Robot Chicken episodes and South Park and that whole controversy slash conspiracy that Walt Disney froze his head and it's buried under the beneath uh, under underground at Disneyland. We're not going to get into that. That's quite the rabbit hole as well. But pretty much. Alcor Life Extension Foundation was founded in Scottsdale, Arizona, because of course it was, in 1972, and describes itself as the world leader in cryonics, cryonics research, and cryonics technology. The lab freezes bodies or heads of the clinically dead by slowing their body temperature, by slowing, lowering, okay, I guess the typo, by slowly lowering their body temperature and storing them in giant vessels or insulated metal dewars of liquid nitrogen which will serve as their new negative 196 
Celsius home for many decades to come. Okay, first of all, there's so many things wrong with this. Um, mainly the fact that you're dead, right? If you're dead, there's no way you're coming back. And there's no way to cure that, especially not if you've been gone for this long. Um, second off, you're just gonna, you're gonna die again. Fuck's the point of coming back all weird and fragile and shit if you're just gonna die again. Very true. Third of all, now this is gonna get a little deep. Let's say there's an afterlife. Let's say there's a heaven. Let's say you get there. Let's say you die and you go there. And then you paid for these people to bring you back to life when they have the technology to do so. And then you're in heaven enjoying life in, in your mansion, jumping in pools of jello and uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? And then they just pull you back in. And now you're now you're now in you're pissed. Now you're pissed. You're in 2022. There's COVID going around, and uh, Joe Byron is your president. <laughs> Which I'm not saying is bad or good because we are neutral. We are neutral. Random ass news in the trench. What's next on your end, woman? Hmm, oh, yeah, also I want to know what your opinion is on cryogenics research. Should we be investing more money into it? Should you freeze yourself if you can cure death in the future? Let us know. What's up with you? Sorry. Here we go. Um, scientists think they found a big, weird moon in a far-off star system. So basically, they hunt for moons outside of our solar system, and it turned up that it was a possible lunar world, and it's a moon bigger than Earth that's orbiting a Jupiter-like planet. It is 5,000 light years away, according to Nature Astronomy, and the moon is pretty alien compared to any moon in the solar system. An astronomer in Columbia University said, we're not sure if it's rocky, we're not sure if it's gaseous. It's kind of in between the size of Neptune, which is gaseous, and the Earth, which is rocky. It's not the first time that astronomers have spotted something that might be a moon in another planetary system, which is sometimes called an exomoon. And they have yet to discover what kind of moon it is. Very nice. I mean, I have nothing to add to that. Me neither. Thanks. Thank you for telling us about the new moon that just dropped. Yes. Um, <laughs> on my end, we actually have a very interesting guest coming in in a few weeks. Um, I'm not going to give away too much, but he was in, involved with Mortal Kombat, the movie, the new movie. He was Cabal in the Mortal Kombat movie, right? The reason I'm bringing this up is because they just announced Mortal Kombat 2. And I have opinions on this movie because if, uh, I did not like the first one. Um, I thought the casting was phenomenal. I thought the action set pieces were good. I thought the fatalities were awesome. The story wasn't good. Um, I understand it was the director's first movie, first official movie, and I, I can't even imagine the stress going behind such a huge IP. The, the costume design, everything was so good, but the movie just didn't fall through. So there's a new Mortal Kombat coming out, which I'm actually surprised that they that they uh, they greenlit this, considering they didn't greenlight Justice League two or three with Zack Snyder, which that's its own little thing there. But they're rebooting it with the the screenwriter for uh, Moon Moon Knight at, at Marvel, so he's going to be helming this this project, which I'm I'm excited for because Moon Knight looks really good, and he's quite an accomplished screenwriter, so. I have more hope for this one. In my opinion, where they effed up in the first one was their main character was so lame. He's a, Louis Tan is such an awesome actor. 
and he's a great martial artist, but the character was so lame. Like, you have Hanzo Hasashi, the most badass scorpion ever. And then you're gonna you're gonna surround the movie around this lame who's always saying, I'm not good enough. I guess I'm just not good enough. You know what? I don't have it within me to be good. He's getting beat up all the time. And then magically his his superpower is just this weird suit. And he just he, he gets the power to fucking cut up Goro, the champion of the outworld, and and kill everyone and just be a beast. It doesn't make sense to me. I hope the second one strays away from that and moves on to a better story, more closer to the video games, closer to the lore, maybe focus more on Liu Kang, who it, it was a really good casting too, in my opinion, he was too skinny, but you know, great, great actor nonetheless, so I'm excited to see where they go for in, in, in um, Mortal Kombat 2, I'm also excited to see who they cast as Johnny Cage, because my vote is for The Miz, so, what's up with you woman, that was my next That story. was his thing, and he knows a lot about it, so I was just like, not trying to. This one's weird one. It's uh, Arby's. The weird fast food chain. I feel like Arby's were judging. Just kidding. No, we are judging. judging. <laughs> Arby's is judging. money laundering scheme. We 100%. are judging. Um, they get freaky with an 80 proof french fry vodka. Ooh. It came out with two. Curly fries or just regular cream cup fries. Um, if Sorry. The Arby's vodka naturally distilled from a base of potatoes rather than grains. Tater salt is distilling. In Minnesota is making the spirits. The curly fry vodka is distilled cayenne, paprika, onion, garlic. Preserves of the preserves the distinguished and authentic flavor profile of the traditional Arby's curly fry. The crinkle fry vodka is a subtle tribute to its namesake made with real kosher salt and sugar to honor the rich tradition of the salted potato shapes. The vodkas will be bottled at 80 proof. Adventurous drinkers will also be able to try some cocktail recipes, including a Bloody Mary that calls for Arby's horsey sauce, a horseradish concoction. Instead of a slice of celery, Arby suggests a mozzarella stick for a topper. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll try it. Absolutely not. That's horrible. That sounds horrible. Sounds disgusting. It just sounds like another excuse for them to stay in business and try to try to make it seem like they're working on food products when realistically they're they're smuggling millions <laughs> of dollars for the mob. And children. Little kids. Just saying. Could happen. SpaceX. We all love Elon. I know I do. You I love know. Elon. Fat shareholder in Tesla. Not really. I have two shares, but hey. It's a lot. Um one of his SpaceX rockets might crash into the moon. Uh, just to be a little bit more specific, this was a story by Corin Wetzel. I wonder if she's related to a friend of mine. At the Smithsonian Magazine. So a chunk of the SpaceX rocket is going to slam into the moon after a chaotic orbit of seven years. The Falcon 9 boosters predicted a crash into the lunar surface this March. So stay tuned for that news probably coming out at any point. So the Falcon 9 booster was launched by Elon back in 2015, but after completing its mission, it didn't have enough fuel to return to Earth. So the rocket's second stage has been uncontrolled orbit ever since, which is kind of scary to me to think because as astronauts, I know when they, when they go to work, get, they're in an orbit when astronauts are working, but this is in an uncontrolled orbit. So imagine being an astronaut working on somebody's satellite to fix their their direct tv to watch some more of those freaking infomercials to see Lori grainier and qvc and 
you have this Falcon 9 booster going at hundreds of thousands of miles per hour and just boom. So, like, I don't know. I feel like there should be more regulations in terms of how we handle this type of uh, problem. I feel like this, this we should have shot it down. Um, but that's exciting to know that a piece of human history, as in the Falcon 9 booster, is going to crash into the moon. Maybe disturb whatever is living there. Because we know that the moon is actually not a rock, but the moon is a spaceship. Thank you. It's facts. Look it up. If you don't believe me, uh, Google it. I see you got something related to what I'm talking about. Yeah, I you reminded me of something actually. Did I? Yes. The I don't know if you recall, but have you heard of Elon's jet? I have. And about the kid, well, the teen. Shout out to Jack Sweeney. Jack Sweeney. He actually has a Twitter page dedicated to tracking Elon Musk's jet. Yeah. Which is crazy. The man, the kid's a, a genius. So. He has a Twitter page and it kind of he updates you on where he's going, where he, where Elon Musk is coming or going from. That's creepy. It's very creepy, but he managed to gain a lot of followers from that, and it actually caught Elon's attention. I heard about this. So he reached out to the kid and offered him five thousand dollars for the kid to take the page down and actually help Elon make his jet list trackable. The kid said that he, he took too much pride into his work. And he enjoyed it way too much that he refused $5,000 and he's now demanding $50,000 from Elon Musk. Or a Tesla. And I saw that he wanted a Tesla he, as well. He did, yeah. He wanted a Tesla. Free Tesla and $50,000. And Elon declined his offer. He And he's Elon is actually paying somebody else to try to stop the kid from his end. So that's why the kid went public with their counter offers. That's crazy. Which is crazy. I don't think the kid's trying to do it to, to get... Um, to get his college paid for. Uh, well, yeah, that's what that's he, what it was. From what I understand is that he's taking advantage of some public records that the air traffic control have to, you know, put out, and uh, he's just using it to track Elon, which is creepy. But you know, genius. like you're saying, it is genius. Because you want money out of somebody rich, just poke them. Poke them. They're bound to give it to you, maybe. Oh, this time. But I didn't. I, in my opinion, Elon is just being petty. Just give him the money. The kid will take it down. Nah, if I'm Elon, I'm not giving the money. If I'm Elon, I'm spending more money and getting it taken down That's just because you doing. have the balls to ask me for money. Just give the You're kid over money, here fucking bro. being creepy as shit. I'm going to fucking spend a million dollars. You're asking for 50. I'm going to spend a million just because it's chump change for me. And I'm going to fucking get the CIA on your ass. No, listen. listen Jack uh, Sweeney. All if power you're to Jack Sweeney. Yeah, I'm on your beast. side. No, I, I fucking love you, Jack Sweeney. I hope you get those 50,000. You're saying if I was Elon. And but on my, on, my, on my side, as Esteban here, fucking yeah, Jack Sweeney rules. Um... You do you. We have a little bit of an announcement to make. Okay. So literally right now, we are going to leave this podcast and go looking for Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. We have a whole trip planned to go find Bigfoot slash Yeti in the mountains of middle America, Midwestern America. We're going. We're going to go find them. Uh, stay tuned for that episode. It should drop on Monday. And uh, hopefully we're back in one piece by then and not in Bigfoot's mouth at some point. So that was it for my end. Thank you to Maniactive Wear and Hillbilly IC for sponsoring this episode. Do you have anything else to say before we sign off? Mm, just wish us luck, I guess. Wish us luck? Wish us luck. Listen, if I find Bigfoot, you best believe I'm getting him on the podcast. <laughs> Dead or alive? No, 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 no. I'm not killing Bigfoot. We're not going Bigfoot? No, we're not going Bigfoot. Maybe because us. I respect Bigfoot. I will let him kill me before I kill him. Okay. That'd be a way to go 
for the ages. I get to the pearly gates. State your reason for death. Or okay. if I'm Bigfoot in one. And if I beat him, I'll tie him up to a tree and then have him on the podcast. I'll live stream that episode and I'll reclaim Animal Planet's $10 million bounty on Bigfoot that they put out in 2010. Really? Is that still up? Probably. I don't think anybody's claimed it. Okay, well. Except for that one guy who said he killed two Bigfoot. Then, yeah. Where are they? Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Random Ass News. Um, we'll see you Monday. We'll see you Monday. We'll see you Monday. Bye. Bye guys.